Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. I'm going to launch again out of Matthew 12 and verse 43. I'll get into this quick as I can and not keep you here all night. But uh, I got a few things to share with you. You're going to need your Bibles. It's okay to use the Bible, isn't it? Okay, just making sure. Uh, Matthew 12 and uh, in verse number 43, if you found it, shout amen. amen. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest and findeth none. Then he saith, I will return unto my house from whence I came out. And when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. That's the problem. It was empty. It was cleaned by the best that natural man could do. It was swept and garnished. That means it's decorated. Then he goeth and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be also unto this wicked generation to whom Jesus was speaking to. Father, I love you. Thank you for the night, the time, the place, the opportunity. What a privilege to stand behind this desk once again. God, many more qualified than I to stand here, but the lot has fallen on me. And I can't do anything in myself, but I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Now fill my mouth, guard my tongue, bring to my mind what I've studied, Lord. I pray it be a warning to the people but I pray, God, that it would encourage us to do more in 24 for the cause of our Christ. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, Father, use us tonight. Give me voice, give me strength to stand. Do it for your glory. I ask it in the king's name, Jesus. Amen. amen. And amen. Now, I know we've been through Baal. We've been through, uh, and, and, and he... He was the boss. He was the head. He's the first one mentioned. The others fall in line after him. He ushers in Ashtoreth or Ishtar. It's easier for me to say that. Ishtar. She comes in. She's the, she's the God of sexuality or the spirit. The God didn't exist, but the spirit exists. And that they were false gods, but true spirits. And she come in and she ushered in the things that could we're seeing prevalent today in society and, and part of the power of this spirit according to antiquity and, and ancient history was this. In their songs they would say she could make a young man a woman and a young woman a man. Well, hello. <clears throat> That's not hard to understand today. We got people that don't know whether they're a girl or a boy. It's a sad state of affairs when they don't know that. And then you can't, in the English language, they're telling you, you can't use certain pronouns. Pitiful. Pitiful. So we see that, we see that Baal, the God of prosperity that ushers in Ishtar, we see them both, and we, we, we covered that, 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 that statue that's in New York, and the actual, the arch, arch, of Baal, Baal was brought and stood out in front of Wall Street the, for a period of time. We see that the gate's been open 
they've come through. There's no doubt that they're all in American society today. And I'm telling you, if you've got a church that's preaching anything other than the blessed Holy Writ, you need to find you another church. I'm talking to you on the internet. This is a popular preaching, but it's where we're at today. And I got, a, I got some people in, in, uh, in Florida. I was down there in, in Florida doing a revival. And they had, I got to preaching on some of this stuff. And they come up to me after I was, after the conclusion of the service and said, we have a, we have a child that's mixed up in that. And said, uh, we're, going, we're trying to pray them out of it. And I said, what's their name? And they told me the name. I'm not boasting in myself, it's just in the power of my God. You can't ask too much of him. I think I heard that somewhere. And I've, I've, I've called this person's name every day, twice a day since I was down there. And I'm going back down there sometime this year, and I'm hoping to hear some good news about that. I'm going to tell you, God save you out of anything. Speaking to someone before service tonight, by the renewing of your mind, that you might prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we see what's been ushered in to America. Then we come to Molech or Moloch, you, either word, interchangeable, uh, same guy. And, and Ishtar ushers him in because Ishtar was this. Ishtar, Ishtar or Ashtoreth, the first mention is Ashtoreth. Then uh, Ishtar is the, is the Babylonian name for and And she ushers in this where it's all individualism and there's no care for children. Well, when Molech shows up, guess what? They start sacrificing the children. And it, I'm going to tell you, it gets on God's last nerve. Now, here's what the ancients believed that that sacrifice would bring was prosperity and fruitfulness and a better income. Today, if you ask, and, and Mola, I think today the abortion meals are, are, are the, same, the same spirit that Molech was. It's the killing of innocence. The Bible calls it that. We'll read it in a moment. It's the killing of innocence. Listen, and so the ancients believed that, that that sacrifice would, 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 would prosper them in this life. They'd have gain and and today, listen to this. The most common answer given as to why abortion should be acceptable. The, the, the most common answer given is this. Or why you should do it. It hampers the mother's life. It hampers the mother's life. And then they say it hampers her educational endeavors, or her career. So therefore, if it's an unwanted pregnancy, and a large number of American people think that this is okay and there's no issue with this, wait till they meet Jehovah. The thing he said he could not forgive over Manasseh 
was the innocent blood. So they think it all boils down to this. 1 Timothy 6 and 10 says this. The love of money. What is it, Junior? Is the root of all evil. Baal was for prosperity. Eshtoreth or Ishtar was to prosper the individuals without the hindrance of children. Molech was a way to get rid of the kids, just burn them in the fire. Now I know I'm speaking of something that occurred in ancient Israel. But just as a refresher, some of you may not have been here. You don't have to turn there. But listen very carefully to what I'm about to read you out of Leviticus 22 and uh, 22 through 5. Again thou shalt say to the children of Israel, whosoever he be of the children of Israel or of the strangers that sojourn in Israel that giveth any of his seed unto Molech, he shall surely be put to death. God said, they sacrificed their children, you kill them. The people of the land shall stone him with stones. And I'll set my face against that man. Will cut him off from among his people because he hath given of his seed unto Molech to defile my sanctuary and to profane my holy name. And if the people of the land do any white ways, hide their eyes from the man when he giveth of his seed unto Molech and kill him not, then I'll set my face against that man and against his family. And I'll cut him off. And all that go a-whoring after him to commit whoredom with Molech from among their people. Pretty serious words. There'd be one thing if Mike McCoy said it, but Jehovah God said that. We go to, we go to Jeremiah 7. Jeremiah 7. Jeremiah was called the weeping prophet. And 31, let me, let me just, uh, let me get 30 in this. Jeremiah 7 and 30. I'm trying to show you the seriousness of killing children in the eyes of God. Jeremiah 7 and 30, For the children of Judah have done evil in my sight. Saith the Lord, they have set their abominations in the house which is called by my name to pollute it. And they have built the high places of Tophet, which is in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to burn their sons and their daughters in the fire, which I commanded them not, neither came it into my heart. Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that it shall be no more be called Tophet, nor the valley of the son of Hittim, 
but the valley of slaughter. For they shall bury in Tophet till there be no place. And the carcasses of this people shall be meat for the fowls of the heaven and for the beast of the earth and none shall fray them away. Pretty serious. Say, was that just a threat? Do you know what happened when Nebuchadnezzar came into Judah and Jerusalem? He slaughtered them. And there wasn't anywhere to bury the bodies. There's so many dead people. And you know why he done that? Because they burned their children in the fire. I'm doing serious business for the king tonight. Now, don't, don't turn there. I, I don't want to get in because it's a, it's a whole other message. But in Leviticus 25 and verses 8 through 15, you're going to find this. You're going to find something called the year of Jubilee. The year of Jubilee happened every 50 years. And 50 years, what had been given up was taken back. It was not only for restoration, but it was for restitution. So it went both ways. Khan, Brother Jonathan Khan called it a two-edged sword. For one, it was very beneficial. They got back what they gave up. But to the other, they lost. And many lost badly because they kind of done it underhandedly. Keep that in mind. How many years was it considered the Jubilee? 50 years. What was it? Was it only restoration? No. It was restitution. So we had it both ways. Some gave up. Some got back. Are you with me? Okay. Now, I'm, I'm going to read you something out of, uh, still in Jeremiah. It's in chapter 19. I want you to listen real close or you can read along with me. That's a lot of reading. I, I may shorten it up. Thus saith the Lord God, go and get a potter's earthen vessel or earthen bottle and take of the ancients of the people and of the ancients of the priest. That means the old people. And go forth into the valley of the son of Hinnom, which is by the entry of the east gate and proclaim there the words that I shall tell thee. You know I got the old ones because there's the one that witnessed what had went on in the very nation and never said anything about it. And say, hear the word of the Lord, O kings of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, behold, I'll bring evil upon this place. The which, whosoever heareth, his ears shall tingle. Because they have forsaken me and have estranged this place, and have burned incense in it unto other gods whom neither they nor their fathers have known, nor the kings of Judah, and have filled this place, watch this, with the blood of innocence. They have built also the high places of Baal to burn their sons with fire for burnt offerings unto Baal, which I commanded not, nor spake it, neither came it into my mind, Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that this place shall be no more called Tophet, nor the valley of the son of Hinnom, 
the valley of slaughter, and I'll make void the council of Judah and Jerusalem in this place. Did you notice how God had repeated this, what he had already said? Do you think he wasn't serious about it? He didn't just say it once. He's repeating what he said. I'll cause them to fall by the sword before their enemies and by the hands of them that seek their lives and their carcasses will I give to be meat for the fowls of the heaven and for the beast of the earth and I'll make this city desolate and an hissing. Everyone that passeth thereby shall be astonished and hiss because of all the plagues thereof. And I'll cause them to eat the flesh of their sons and the flesh of their daughters and they shall eat every one the flesh of his friend and the siege and straightness wherewith their enemies and they that seek their lives shall straighten them. Then shalt thou break the bottle in the sight of the men that go with thee and thou shalt say unto them, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, even so will I break this people and this city as one breaketh a potter's vessel that cannot be made whole again. They shall bury them in Tophet till there be no place to bury. Be no place to bury. Now say, what has that got to do with us? All of that occurred. All of that happened just like God said it would happen. He said, because you shed the blood of them innocents, I'm about to do something to you. When COVID broke out, I made a statement, and my wife even remembered me saying it. She hears me preach so much that sometimes maybe she don't listen. I don't know. But I said in a message one day, I don't think it's coincidence that more people have died from COVID in New York City than any other place because of their abortion laws. Let me give you some statistics. This being said, what's he going to do? He's going to, listen, it was the place and it was filled with the blood of innocence. Let me, let me tell you something. You know what COVID, you know what they do when a baby is killed in the womb? It, it, never, it never fills its lungs with air. You know what? COVID done, filled your lungs with fluid. You couldn't get any air. So the very thing that abortion causes to happen to an innocent, and I'm just going to call it what the Bible does, was the very thing that happened to those that died of COVID. Say, were there some innocent people died of COVID? Absolutely. Well, that don't seem fair to me. There's innocent people died in this day of Jeremiah too. They all but killed the old weeping prophet had it not been for the hand of God. COVID began in China. Whether you like Trump or you don't like him, calling it the China virus is, is correct. Correct wording. That's where it comes from. Now, China was the number one nation in killing children 
Are we surprised that they produce the thing that's going to kill people? They don't care. I thought of this today. Here's, here's, how, here's how God operates. Do you know what? And it's sidebar. You know what uh, Pharaoh done to kill the children of Israel? Throw them in the river. Let the alligators get them, crocodiles. Let them get them. Throw the babies. Throw the males in the river. So they died in the water. Guess where hot dog Pharaoh died? In the water. It was up. The walls was up. Him and the army come through. And the wall came down. And they're finding, they're finding chariot wheels over there in the sea, even as we speak. The divers are finding them, saying, wonder where these come from. I said, I know. I'm like the little boy in class. I know this answer. Most of the time I kept my hand down. I don't know. But I'd be raising my hand on this one. I know this one. Pick me. Listen. COVID came in 2020. 50 years back is 1970. And it wasn't 73. 73 is when the laws was, when it was passed. But there was four states, there was four states that began early. And, and, and guess which one of the states was? Thank you. So in 1970s, America began killing babies on demand. No, no, I know. Hey, listen, I probably got red faces and some's cut me off from listening to this. I've read you too much scripture tonight to give you God's thought on killing innocent babies. And the fear of the Lord's a beginning of wisdom and you can be ignorant and say, that don't bother me and I don't fear that. You better fear that. He said... In his law, if you look the other way, that they ought to kill you. Now, it's pretty plain. I can't read it off the page. Well, that makes us happier. And I think that's a sad, that's a sad thing. So, abortion kills the young and the old survive. COVID, for the most part, Kill the old and the infants were unharmed by. Now they got sick, but the percentage of death in that is minimal compared to old guys like me. I found that very interesting. 19, uh, as I said, 1970, abortions legalized in four states. Number one was New York, and number one in baby deaths is the state of New York. And when it passed, when it passed the law, it passed, and you could come from other states. You didn't have to be a resident of New York. You could come from other states, come in there, and, and, and kill the baby. So I don't like you calling it killing the baby. That's what God called it. That's what God called it. First legal abortion in the U.S., 120 of 70. Pat's birthday, 20th of January. 
At least you don't have pot day like I do. April the 20th is pot day. What a day for a birthday. Yeah. Hitler was born on the 20th of April. Yeah. It just gets worse. First legal abortion, 120 of 70. First proven case of COVID, 120 of 20. Now there's something to this. I'd say read the book. I don't have time to tell you all this tonight. There's something to this with how, how the, uh, the, the slaughter of the babies took place and which gate they went into. And the western gate was the one they went into and the first case came in from the west coast. New York Senate finalized abortion law on April the 10th, 1970. Now, it, it, they had it in the court system that they could, they, could, they could do the abortion, but the finalized abortion law was April the 10th, 1970. Add 50 years, April 10th, 2020, New York had more cases of COVID than, listen to this, than any other nation on the earth. In New York. That's astounding. This can't be coincidence. I know those residents of New York may disagree with me, but I'll just tell you, wasn't as mean died in Tennessee as it was up there. Now here's, here's, this is, this is, first three years of abortions in America. First three years. The first three years that they have record of. No telling how many illegal abortions was performed. But these are legal, government funded, in a lot of cases. My, our tax dollars paying for it. First three years of American abortions, 1,266,067 babies were killed. That's the first three years. 1,266,067 babies killed in the first three years. First three years of COVID. 1 million two hundred. 86,050 babies. They said within the percentage, the, the margins of error, statistically, they're identical numbers. I don't think that's a coincidence. He told Jeremiah, here's what I'm going to do. You take that vessel, that earthen vessel, and you break that thing in front of them and say, this is how it's going to be. It's irreparable. At one time, there was not enough places in New York City to put the bodies. They had them in, in, in temporary coolers and trucks running outside trying to keep them cool. The people were overworked. They were, they were distraught. They, were, they committed suicide. Some of them committed suicide from working all these deaths, just one death after another. I'll say from personal experience, there was a time when we done, I think it was five weeks, a month. I know it was a month. 
four weeks, four Saturdays in a row, I had a body right here inside this church. And when that week was over, I was mentally exhausted. I was done. I felt like running off somewhere. And I knew they were saved. It's just what death does. They dealt with it over and over and over. The anguish, the hurt, and there it was. The bodies piling up. We don't have anywhere to put them. Well, you give us a bunch of tough stuff right there, preacher, tonight. That's, that's, not, that's not very encouraging. Let me encourage you. I'm praying about this before I come to church tonight. And I thought these, this is the most awful thing that I've shared from behind this podium in a long time. And, and, and number-wise, probably the most. We speak of individuals that die. We know they died without a testimony. We've witnessed to them, see them perish in these places. I don't know how many of this 1,287,050 people that died in America due to COVID or in New York due to COVID. I don't know how many of them people were saved or unsaved. I'll say this, for those that were born again and knew Christ as Savior, they left here and went there. And it's appointed unto man once to die and after this the judgment. And death is on my trail. One of these days, death's going to come, knock on my door, and I'm going to have to answer. But I know this to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. And Paul said to live is Christ, but to die is gain. I know that when I leave here, my best days are ahead of me. As I preached about Trent, he had his last bad day. One of these days, the child of God will have their last bad day. But for those that died without the sacrifice of Christ, they're in hell tonight saying, I wish I'd have done it different. So what's positive about all that preacher? Through all that stuff, through all of that stuff I read you earlier out of Jeremiah, you know what? God always had him a man. There was a remnant. There was a number. Even though the trouble came, praise God, there was a bunch in there that trusted the Lord. Hey, when the houses were mangled, when they were killed in the street, they had a sacrifice that they had given to Jehovah Jireh. Praise God, and he supplied Hey, they had everything they needed and they're leaving here. You're leaving here one of these days. So with these three false gods but evil spirits, I see, I see Baal that, that has said this to the American people. Forget all that church stuff. Prosperity's where it's at. Get you a better job. Make more money. Sacrifice your faith for prosperity. And don't worry about that. It'll be all right. Then you're going to wake up dead one morning. And Jim Hoover said, my uncle, I would give everything I had, Mike, if I'd done more for the Lord. So we see Baal. He's working in the lives and the hearts of many a people. It's all about how much you can make, not what you do for the Lord. Then we see Ishtar. We got a society that's confused. They don't know if they're girls or boys. And we got women that want to take the lead. I'm going to tell you, 
I'm gonna tell you, if a woman's ever had a man to love her the way the Bible said, she'd follow him off a bluff. The problem is that they don't love like Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. God put that in the heart of every woman. I know women delivers, you just never had a good man's your problem. He still expects us to be the head. Can I use this for brief? May I do, go out on a limb right here for just a moment? You can start off if you like. There's some things the head does that no other part of the body does. The head sees. We're watching. The head listens. That's why women talk twice as much as men do. We got ears to hear with. The head's supposed to listen. So I don't like that statistical fact. Use three times more words in a day, girls, than we use. I talk a lot when I'm preaching. I shut down and I get the house. The head sees, the head listens, the head speaks, the head thinks. The head thinks. Think on these things. When she's with me in the car, I'm a different man. You come up and beat on my glass when she's in the car with me, be the last glass you ever break. Now, if she's not with me, I'm a different guy. Everything changes when she's in the car. She thinks I'm crazy. I get out of the rest area. I'm looking around like this. And if somebody looks at me, I look them right in the eyeball. I got you, bud. She gets out, she can't see anyway, runs straight in the bathroom, never looks around, never does nothing. I'm like a hawk on a perch, like this. Do I need my pistol? That's kind of funny, but I'm being dead serious. Why'd I do that? I'm the head. There's things the head does the rest of the body don't do. Ishtar says reverse that. Let her be the head. She'll run on her emotions. It'll be a train wreck. And then we come to Molech. And he's the baby killer. And he says, if you'll sacrifice that child, then you can have a career. And things will be good. And because of this, many of our Sunday school classes across America is empty. Divorce is higher than the church than in the secular world. There's a lot of problems. Who are you blaming that on? I'm blaming it on the influence of these three spirits I've been teaching about for the last two or three months. And we see it. But there's a man. His name's Jesus. He's greater than any spirit, power, or principality that's ever been upon the face of this earth. He doesn't fear one thing. All power in heaven and earth belongs to him. He will rule with a rod of iron. When he comes, he'll smite him with the sword from his mouth. In other words, it's just the word. It doesn't take, he doesn't need a nuclear bomb. He is the nuclear bomb. I don't know much Jimmy Pleasant 
but I know whose side I'm on. I know to whom I belong. I'm his and he is mine. Hey, whatever comes my way, it's going to be all right. I can trust him. Cal preached this evening. He's faithful. If you don't know him, you ought to know him. When this thing, when is all this going to come to fruition? The pot's boiling right now. I'm waiting to hear the little whistle go off. Out of here. Well, it'd be sad to be left here, wouldn't it? Countless millions going to be left here. What's the population in the U.S.? Seven billion. Eight billion? Yeah. Well, that's the world. Seven, seven million in a... What's, I just looked this up the other day. It's escaped me. No, population of America. There's two million in New York. 340 million. Thank you. Thank you. That's right. You refreshed my mind. Wonder how many out of that number is ready to meet Jesus. There be that find it. If he left, if he come right now in this congregation, how many? How many go meet him right now? Isn't that good? Isn't it good to be able to say, "Bless God, he comes right now." I'm leaving. You can have everything I got at my house. Go over and get it. I don't own it. It's all yours. No more worries, no more pain, no more suffering. And I'm going to close on this. Come piano for me, Verena. I'm going to close on this. Every one of them children, every innocent that died. Adrian Rogers said this. I wish I, this was an original thought, but it's not. He said, innocence is ignorant of evil. Well, that's good, isn't it? They've not come to the knowledge. See, innocence is ignorant of evil. My word, what a blessing that is. He claimed them all. We stand, she's going to play something. You might need to pray, you may not need to pray, but you're welcome if you need to. Father, I love you. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.